Welcome to the Big Ten Review Show podcast. I'm Josh with my co-anchor Mario. What's going on, Mar? What's going on, everyone? Hey, what's up, Josh? So I, I, we're probably going to spend quite a bit of time on Penn State, Ohio State, and, and probably Michigan, Michigan State. But is that happening? Are those games happening, happening this, this week, man? This week. Uh, but I figured we'd open with the standings, East and West, get an idea where we're at, uh, and kind of get an idea how things are going to get shaken up this week. And are you cool with that? Yeah, heck yeah. Actually. I, before we get into the standings, I forgot. I, I I want to mention something, and I think it's relevant to the Big Ten. Uh, I know you got a chance to watch Notre Dame upset USC last weekend, right? Uh, blow out USC, you mean? So, yes. So here's my takeaway from that game and how it plays into the Big Ten. I'm watching that game on Saturday, and I'm seeing all these USC receivers bundled up, and it's not even like it was freezing temperatures. Josh, it was mid-50s in South Bend, Indiana on Saturday, I think that's very telling for what we can maybe expect next season. Look, next season they're playing at Maryland, at Michigan, and at Minnesota. All those games aren't going to be scheduled in September or early October just to accommodate USC. They're going to have to do something to acclimate to this colder weather or they're going to be in a world of trouble. What do you think? I think the weather is going to be a huge impact. I think the one thing that we undersell to, and I don't know how this is going to work yet, is time of day. So think about it. I think back, Michigan State a few years ago went to Arizona State and played an ugly football game because kickoff was like 7, which was like 10 o'clock in the Eastern time zone. Um, I think one thing, not is it not only is it weather, I'm sure they'll navigate that. It's not going to be fun for those teams out west, and for the Midwest, it's not going to be fun to go out west. But I think time of day. I think 7 p.m. kickoffs Eastern, uh, or, or you know 7 p.m. on the West Coast, and that's a 10 o'clock Eastern kickoff, or the first thing in the morning. That's both the weather and the time. That's going to throw people off. I 100% agree. I, I didn't even think about the time zone factor. I mean, that, that is definitely going to play into it along with the weather. Um, do you want to get into these standings? Wait, hold on. We didn't even talk about how bad USC looked. I just want to share. They looked terrible it was rough man like Caleb Williams that's got to be his worst game of his career right you know what though I, I I saw a breakdown online of any top 50 defense he has played and it has not been pretty I think the challenge that he's going to face at the next level uh when he assumes ownership of a team as the number one pick uh and that's that's a joke to some of the reporting that came out um, is that he can't run around. You can't run around in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes makes it work, but Patrick Mahomes is just a different beast. You can't compare people to Patrick Mahomes because he's just different, right? It's a lot harder to do that in the NFL, especially if you're a top five pick and you're not exactly going to the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to the cream of the crop, right? Like We're seeing that with Bryce Young right now for, for Carolina. Uh, we saw him last year in college at Alabama running around, scrambling. He was used to having superior weapons, superior talent around him. And now every single Sunday, he's going against superstars. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's tough to get accustomed to. It's hard to navigate. He has great pocket awareness. Guess what? It's hard to navigate the pocket in the NFL. Everybody's bigger, they're faster, and they hit like a train. But let's jump into the standings. I know you want to dig into this. Uh, do we even have to talk about the West? Or I'm, We can I'm start kidding. with Go the ahead. East. We'll eventually get to the West. We can start with the East. I, I, so I have a few notes here. Obviously, at the top, you have Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, uh, one through three. After that, at two and two in the conference, you have Maryland and Rutgers. And then you have two 0 oh, and three teams at the bottom, Indiana and Michigan State. Um, I know you said last week that this doesn't feel like an elimination game between Penn State and Ohio State, uh, and we'll get into that game here in a minute. But uh, I, to me, I just feel like the loser of this game is out. Uh, like I said on the podcast uh, last week, winning this game is step one. Step two is beating Michigan. Step three is the Big Ten Championship game. And, and then step four is the playoffs. I, you know, maybe there's a scenario where one of these teams can lose this game and still make the playoffs. But they still got to then beat Michigan, right? I, I don't know, man. I, I just don't see it. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Man, the East is uh, it's a wild ride. I, I think we're going to see the Pac-12 do what the Pac-12 does, and that's cannibalize itself, right? We've seen USC get taken down. We just watched Oregon lose a football game, and it was, it was a tough football game. I feel like we're going to see Washington lose a tough game against somebody. And, and our Oregon maybe loses another one. USC, I think there's a realistic possibility that two teams from the Big Ten East to make it in again, right? I know Ohio State Michigan lost last year. Ohio State, I we shouldn't speak in should-ofs, but they should have won against Georgia and won the natty. And Michigan played literally their worst game of the, their entire year at the worst time possible. Um, 
I will say, looking at the East, I don't know exactly what this is going to look like. I still think Michigan's the front runner, just based on you know the last couple years how they're looking this year. But I think is the most surprising is to watch Rutgers climb up. They just beat Michigan State. Michigan State goes to zero and three in the conference. Maryland drops to Illinois. So to, to really kind of blow your your socks off here, Rutgers looks like potentially the number four team in the East, which is probably good for the best team in the West if they're in the West. I'm, I'm teasing, but realistically, Rutgers is is moving their way up. Yeah, Rutgers has been fun to watch. So the scenario where two Big Ten teams make the playoff. I thought about that quite a bit. It would be Michigan, right? Say Michigan goes undefeated, right? Let's just build this scenario. Michigan goes undefeated, they're in. You have Ohio State or Penn State wins this weekend, and then they go on to lose to Michigan. I think in that scenario, Penn State's out. I think Ohio State would be in. I don't disagree with you on that one. I think it depends on how the loss looks, too. But then again, maybe I'm wrong, because Ohio State... They struggled against Michigan, right? Like, they played a good half and then got unloaded on by Michigan late. But they kind of, when you look at the score, it looks like they, and I'm not saying it did happen the way, it looks like they got blown out and they still made the Final Four, right? So I I don't know. I would agree. I think there's some uh, affinity towards Ohio State, and so they probably have a better chance. But um, who's to say? Maybe it happened. I think it depends on a lot of circumstances. Penn State could find their way in if, if they were to do that. Yeah, they would still need Florida State to lose, probably need Oklahoma to lose. Um, let's look at the West. So at the top, at 3-1, and one, Josh, my pick to win the West, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, right behind them is Wisconsin. And then you have a clutter of teams all at 1-2 and two and 1-3. and three. Uh, In this order, Northwestern, Minnesota, Nebraska, Purdue, and then Illinois at the bottom. Uh, quickly, my take on last week's Iowa-Wisconsin game. Uh, we can talk further about it after this, but... I, I think we can agree that Tanner Mordecai, uh, that experience has kind of been a failure for Wisconsin. Or it, at least to be fair, it hasn't even come close to living up to the expectations that we had for it. Failure is probably a strong word. Uh, was he great at SMU last season? Sure, he was good. Uh, was there a lot of hope for him coming into the season? Yes. Uh, did I call him the best quarterback they've had since Russell Wilson? I did. Uh, and, and right now, Josh, I'd rather have Graham Mertz. Uh, Mordecai's only got three touchdown passes on the year, and and we're halfway through the season. I haven't seen any update yet, but I'm assuming he's going to miss some time as well. He got a hand injury last week. I think he broke his hand. He already had surgery on it. I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, this is proof that the Big Ten is a step up in competition. He had 31 touchdowns last season and over 3,000 yards, and not even close to that this season. What are your thoughts on the West? Oh, man. What were my thoughts on the West? Um, I was a little shocked to see Wisconsin and what just happened against Wisconsin and Iowa. Even with Mordecai, even without Mordecai, I expected a little bit more offensively. I think Iowa is on a path that I'm, I'm not a mathematician, but let's pretend I am for a minute. That in the next few years, if you extrapolate the data, they are going to be the 84 Bears on defense, and they are <laughs> going to be the worst offense to ever play football. The offense is awful. It's it's a terrible offense. And they, God, I, I, I hate to keep ripping on them. They lose everybody. We just lost Eric All to an ACL. You've lost Cade McDamara. You lost Luke Lachey. They have lost everybody. Their top two running backs. They've lost everybody, yet they're winning football games. They are the biggest anomaly anomaly I've ever seen in a football program, and I'm here to watch it. it. The crazy part is they got a lot of views. I can't remember how many it was, but they hit, a lot of people watched this football game despite Oregon and Washington playing football. People chose to choose Iowa-Wisconsin. And by the way, I had it on another screen. I was watching it. I just It's like one of those it, – it's like a, a, a slow – it's like a train wreck. You can't take your eyes away yeah. <laughs> from watching that offense. And Deacon Hill try to you know convert a first down is like pulling teeth. It is, but you know what? I I enjoy Iowa, man. I know I rip on them so much. I just can't believe this game. Fifteen to six, Iowa. They have a clear path to the West, which means it is going to be a wild ride because who knows what's going to happen? I could see Iowa dropping two random games based on on their offense having like you know, fumbling it and, and given, you know, a, a safety, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. The offense can't do anything. It, they can't just survive on one, uh, one play a game. I will say whoever plays the East right now, 
I think this is like the most lopsided it's ever been. I don't see anybody even getting close to competing with the big three in the East. I would agree. Um, let's rewind for a minute. Um, we, we had talked about two of those big three teams in the East division getting into the playoff. Uh, say there's a scenario where they all beat each other up, right? They all have one loss. They all uh, lose to one another. Uh, that Big Ten championship game versus either Iowa or Wisconsin is not going to help them. It's not going to vault them up in the committee's eyes into that college football playoff if they're not already there, right? It's not like the SEC championship or the Big 12 championship or the Pac-12 championship this year. Uh, That West division is so weak right now uh, that that win would not help the East division winner. There's there's no benefit. Thank God they're doing away with divisions. That's all I can say. Thank God. Uh, here's at this point, I'm gonna be honest with you. I am rooting for one team in the West. Do you know who that would be? No, tell me. Ooh. I'm rooting for Northwestern because we made fun of them. We said they weren't gonna win. They're they're only they have two losses, uh, and Iowa and Wisconsin both have one two losses in, in conference play. They both have one. I'm rooting for Northwestern because we said they weren't going to win. I kind of want them to win the West somehow. They won't, uh, but I, I just don't know what to expect from from the the West. But I, I it's crazy. I look at this and say I don't know that I would put Iowa. I don't know. I, they're kind of on the line with Rutgers to me right now. I don't think they're much different than Rutgers, and and Rutgers is probably the fourth, maybe the fifth best team in the East, which is saying a lot about the the well, lopsidedness the, of these two divisions. The thing that sets this Iowa team apart is that they have an elite defense. They have one of the best cornerbacks in the they country do. in Cooper DeGene. Uh, they just have a, they're just fantastically coached on defense. Uh, if they could just kind of sprinkle some of that coaching on the offensive side of the ball, uh, maybe it'd be <laughs> different, but. And the thing is, they're losing everybody. So I don't even know how. I don't even know what to expect. But the the, the West is going to shake out. Both both sides are completely undecided, right? You can look at the SEC and probably point to Georgia, and they're struggling a little bit. But you probably get an idea where this is heading. But the East, you have no idea. We haven't seen any games until this weekend. The West, who knows? Just based on the offensive performances we have. This past week, I will say, uh, I want to give myself uh, a pat on the back because I said, and and, and I say this kind of in a joking way, I said that UMass was going to keep it closer with Penn State. And UMass lost 63-0, to but they almost, for almost an entire quarter, Penn State was struggling with UMass a little bit. It It was like watching... Again, I, I guess I'll say a slow train wreck. Like, you just knew it was coming. Like, you're watching Penn State, like, any minute now. But it was a solid quarter where where they couldn't score. It was wild. Yeah, good call, Josh. Solid quarter. Uh, that was the Don, Don Brown effect, right? He gets, uh, you get a, a quarter out of them. Yeah, but they didn't, they didn't have the talent to compete. And that was clear. That's something we shared. Um, you know, looking at the week, Indiana gave fits to Michigan for a quarter and a half, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Michigan came in with a base defense. Uh, so Walt Bell being being uh, let go from the team for Indiana, you know, new offensive coordinator, Michigan not knowing what to expect. And Indiana had some success, uh, which was rather interesting. And, and I think the score looked a little more lopsided than it was. India played pretty decent football. Um, so that'll be something interesting to watch. Did maybe they catch on to something they didn't have the talent? Maybe another team can can catch on to that. I don't know. I still though I still don't feel like Michigan's shown anything yet. I feel like they're holding on to so much right now. They are. If anything, they're just opening up the run game a little bit with some different plays. But there hasn't been a lot. I mean, it seems like when they want to. They throw like they're like, all right, I'm gonna put this game away. They throw out some sort of passing play or, or, or a running play that that is just unique. They haven't shown all year, and it just like sticks a a stake in the team. Like, hey, we're done. Like it's game over. But for the most part, they're just like, all right, we're gonna let you give your best shot for a quarter, and then we're gonna pound the rock. We might throw one or two trick plays in the not trick, but maybe one or two plays you haven't seen on film. We're gonna put the game away and call it a day. I mean, I don't know if JJ's. I don't know if he's played in the fourth quarter. I, I honestly don't know if he has at all. That's what it's pretty telling. What um, I didn't catch catch this. What happened with JJ? Did he get hurt or did they just pull him? They pulled him. Okay. I think. Pretty sure. I I didn't see him get injured. No, no. I mean, I thought he took a hard fall and then they kind of said, "Okay, that we're, we're we're good." 
I have not watched a single Michigan game this year where JJ didn't take a hit that you probably don't want him taking at a time. You probably don't need him to take it. So I, I from my understanding, uh, he's not injured at all. He's completely fine. Uh, I think probably more of a, uh, you know what? We don't need you. We're up 40 points. Get on the bench and, and protect him. Here's the, there's two, there's one game that really, I still cannot believe. I, what is going on with the Spartans, man? They give up a, uh, they give up 21 points in the fourth quarter against Rutgers and Rutgers wins the football game. It seems like Michigan State is outplaying teams and then losing games every single week. It's just, I don't know. They're kind of in disarray right now. They they benched Kim. They brought in Hauser at quarterback. I don't know. I thought they had it. I you and I both picked Rutgers. I thought uh, I, coming into that week, I was I was feeling very confident about Rutgers, and I turned the game off. And and then uh, you know Rutgers made a, a, a tremendous comeback there. So they sure did. Happy for Rutgers. They're five and two, man. I'm I'm like. I'm on the Rutgers bandwagon. Sign me up. It seems like the last few years they've started out hot, and I've been excited about them. I'm like, oh, look out, Ohio State. Rutgers is coming in, and Ohio State's like, well, we're going to beat you by 57. Um, but this year they're finally like putting it together in a big way. Let's hope they, they keep it going. Yeah, they've been fun to watch. They're kind of the surprise this year, kind of like Illinois was last year for us. Uh, Rutgers has kind of been that uh, welcome surprise this year. Yeah, they have. And then the last thing I want to share, and then I think we should take a, a short break um is man that washington and oregon game was a fun football game uh, it was it could have gone either way it really could have but washington with michael Penix finds a way and and i share that because he was an indiana player who just happened to get injured every single year man i i, I hate to say it i think he made the right decision at washington and man he, he's looking really good yeah, he was awesome, man. That was a lot of fun uh, to watch back and forth, back and forth. I, I know defense is optional in the Pac-12, uh, not here in the Big Ten, but uh, I thought that game was a lot of fun. Um, I thought Penix is, is playing himself up into the first round. I just don't know, man. I just don't know. Maybe. I don't. I, I think he's he's helping his draft stock, right? I'm t- I wouldn't be surprised. Mid-20s. The team's going to want him. They're going to take him. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what I, I think it's too early to tell. But if there's one thing that's clear is the schedule makes it very easy for him to prove it. Right. Like he's got a favorable schedule. He's got to play a lot of good football teams. If you start beating up on good football teams week in and week out, it starts to it, it, it teams notice or, or, or scouts notice those types of things. But I think there's a lot of players. I mean, look at Drake May out of North Carolina. He, I mean, North Carolina's continuing to climb the boards. You got JJ over here who continues to. I mean, he's number two in Heisman voting right now, behind Penix. Like these things are starting to stick out in a big way. Kinewers is still out there. Like a lot of players um, that are standing out. Hey, why don't we? So we we still got to talk about these upcoming games uh, for this week. And I know you're pretty stoked about a couple of them here. So why don't we take a short break? and come back and talk about these big games. Let's do it. We are back, Mar, and we have some really good football this week. Uh, I mean, we have our noon kickoff, which I know, I mean, America's watching. And then we have, I don't know that America's watching this game, but if they're not, they should be with Michigan and Michigan State. Uh, I, this is a fun weekend for the, for those that that appreciate the rivalry of that game and um and appreciate college football with two undefeated teams here to start the week. But why don't we get started with uh, number seven Penn State going to the shoe to play Ohio State, the Ohio State? Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say this is the biggest game in college football this season up to this point. I mean, maybe you could argue Texas versus Bama or, or Oregon versus Washington last week, but I mean. This is number three versus number seven. Uh, the winner of this game controls their own destiny. They're in their driver's seat for the playoffs. Stakes couldn't be much higher. Uh, there's, there's just so much on the line here. I, I picked Penn State to win this game when we did our preseason podcast. I've been looking forward to this game for months now. Uh, Ohio State's at home. They're the favorite. They've won five straight against Penn State, all by double digits in, in 10 of the last 11. Uh, Drew Aller's been great, but I mean he's never really played in an environment like the one he'll step into on Saturday. And maybe it's a year too early for the Nittany Lions team. But I, I think we're in for a hell of a game, Josh. Um, r- real quick, I just wanted to look at the star power that's going to be on display for this game. Uh, for Ohio State right now, uh, they have five players that are projected to go in the first round of next year's draft. You have Marvin Harrison Jr., Ibuka, 
JTT, Jack Sawyer, and Mike Hall. Uh, that's not even mentioning Tommy Eichenberg, Travion Henderson, and Kyle McCord. Uh, and then for Penn State, uh, you got a guy who's going to be a top five pick in two years in Drew Aller. Uh, you got two elite running backs in Singleton and Allen. Uh, Keandre Lambert Smith is a terrific receiver. Uh, you got a number of guys who will be first round picks next year. Pro- probably a top five pick is uh, Ole Fasanu, uh, left tackle, probably going to be the first offensive lineman drafted. Uh, Kalen King at corner, Chop Robinson, Johnny Dixon, Theo Johnson. Game's loaded with talent. Um, what I'm looking forward to on Saturday, number one, uh, how does James Franklin game plan for this game? He struggled in these big games. He's had problems with Ohio State. He's had problems with Michigan. Let's see if he's got his team ready. I, I want to see how they come out in their first quarter because, I mean, this is a huge step up in competition for them. Penn State's undefeated, but, I mean, they played a super soft schedule up to this point. West Virginia, Delaware, Illinois, uh, Iowa had no offense, Northwestern stinks, UMass stinks. Uh, this is a weak schedule, at least for Ohio State. They've been tested with Notre Dame and Maryland. Uh, and then number two, uh, obviously both these teams have a ton of weapons on offense, but I, I want to see how these defenses hold up. Uh, these are two of the better defenses in the country, both right up there with Michigan. Uh, this is as good as I've seen both these defenses play in, in a long time. I'm really curious to see how Manny Diaz and Penn State plan to stop Marvin Harrison Jr., who's been on a tear these past few weeks. Uh, and I want to see how Jim Knowles and Ohio State plan to stop this ridiculous rushing attack of Penn State. Uh, and then I guess lastly, number three, uh, what do the quarterbacks look like? Uh, both teams have very good, very capable quarterbacks who put up big numbers this season, who both seem to be progressing as the season's been going on. Uh, will they be able to move the ball? Can they avoid mistakes? We're going to find out. Uh, what are your thoughts, Josh? Man, I cannot wait for this football game. That's what I'm going to say right now. I cannot wait. I think these quarterbacks are efficient. I think both these teams have some question marks. I have a question for you, though, before I jump in. What's that? If the Ohio State Buckeyes win, are they the number one team in the country? Well, that's a great question. Um, I think Georgia still has too much equity, right? Undefe- uh, undefeated, defending champs. I think maybe Ohio State jumps Michigan, though. I think they'd have to. I think they'd have to because they'd have a win against Notre Dame who beat USC, right? So that at least draws a benchmark of where Notre Dame is. And you beat Penn State, a top 10 team. I think you'd have to. With that being said, I don't think it's an easy task. It's a four and a half point spread at home that's giving you three points. You're looking at one and a half points. This is a pretty, pretty evenly matched game. In my opinion, this game comes down to the trenches. Ryan Day came out and talked about how tough his team is against Notre Dame, who at times had 10 players on the field. But you know what? They did it. They, they came out. They, out, they outplayed uh, Notre Dame when they needed to. Penn State has some question marks. The offense has not been super efficient. They've had some struggles. Uh, Drew Aller's been good, not great. The running backs haven't really had a ton of space to run. Um, I think this game comes down to the trenches. I will say Penn State's defense, Ohio State's defense, these are stacked defenses, stacked. Uh, I think two of the top five in the country. Um, I, I have a slight edge to Penn State's defense, slight edge to Ohio State's offense. I think anyone who has Marvin Harrison Jr. gets a slight edge no matter what. It could be Iowa's offense. That's it. They got a slight edge. They have Marvin Harrison Jr. Um this is this is as tight as it gets, and I, I keep wrestling with it. I don't have a clear answer. I just all I know is I'm really really excited to watch this football game because last year, don't forget this game was tight. I the score looks like a blow. JTT took it over in the fourth quarter. This game was tight last year, and that was with CJ Stroud. I I, I went through this morning. I, I was doing like check marks, right? Uh, quarterbacks, I think they're split. I think they're even. Running backs, Penn State, slightly. Wide receivers, Ohio State. Offensive line, Penn State. Defensive line, Ohio State. Linebackers, Ohio State. Secondary, Penn State. It, it's like almost split right down the middle, right? So, hey, dude, it's going to be a hell of a game, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. You know what? A fun exercise. Throw Michigan into the mix in that exercise. All right. Quarterback. You just gave me, just gave me some homework. <laughs> All right, fine. Oh, you know what? Speaking of homework, you owe me something. You know what I didn't do? I didn't rank the top 14 tunnels in the Big Ten. Uh, I just didn't have the time this week. Uh, to be fair, I forgot about it until this exact second. So. I brought, I didn't even say it, and you remembered. So, look, we'll do that exercise. Let's think through who has the best of those three teams. And I 
I think uh, I think we'll learn a lot. I, it, it's a good exercise. I like what you're doing. But I think we can all agree there's not a single person that's a fan of college football that isn't a little bit excited for this football game. You can't be a fan of college football and not be excited for this game. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, I do know there's one more game at noon that you're going to be watching instead, and that's Rutgers at Indiana <laughs> in Bloomington. Uh, what are you looking at in this game? Um, real quick, I... We, we touched on it earlier, that comeback for Rutgers last week versus Michigan State. 21 unanswered in the fourth. That was a huge win for this team. Showed a lot of heart in that second half. Like you said, they're 5-2 and two now. Uh, I don't want to call this week versus Indiana a must-win, but, I mean, it kind of is if they want to make a bowl game this year, right? Um, Josh, after this week, they have Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State, and Maryland. If they want to get that sixth win on the season and play in a bowl game in December, I think they got to win this one. Um, I think I saw they opened as a five-point favorite here. Indiana's looked rough these past few weeks. They got blown up by Maryland, blown up by Michigan. Uh, Taven Jackson has not been great recently. Zero touchdown passes for a few weeks now. You mentioned it earlier. They changed their OC. Still haven't really seen much from them. Uh, and on the other sideline, Wimsat's looked a little sketchy lately. Uh, and so is this entire Rutgers offense, to be fair. Uh, if they want to be successful in this game, I think they got to run the football. Uh, Indiana's given up like 160 yards rushing per game and almost five yards per carry. Uh, I think Rutgers has to rush the ball if they want to win this game. Uh, what's your take on this one, Josh? Yeah, you know what? I think Indiana's best bet, Tavon Jackson, has not been great. But I will say that Brendan Soresby looked pretty decent last week against Michigan. They've been kind of splitting that. I think it's time that Indiana decides who the quarterback is. I think Soresby outplays Jackson, but you never know, right? If you have two quarterbacks, you never have one quarterback. And and I think that's that's the or you don't have a quarterback, which I think is important. This is another one of those games that I agree with you. I think I, I think you want to be old eligible, you gotta win this football game. I think Rutgers Looks like the better team. Indiana's playing better football. Indiana just needs, uh, I think they need a little bit more time here with their OC. They're still developing their offense. They, they they shocked Michigan a little bit with what they're bringing at them, but Michigan figured it out really quick. Decided, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to play around anymore. We've we've watched the tape. We've seen what you're going to throw at us, and they just they clamped down and shut it down. Um, so it. it It'll be an interesting game nonetheless, but gosh, it's going to be hard to turn that on when you got Penn State, Ohio State. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, and I agree with your Soresby take, too. Early in the season, I would have said, no, Taven Jackson's the guy, but he's really tapered off lately. I think pick a quarterback, stick with him. I think right now Soresby gives him a best chance to win. Agreed. But we got a slate of 330 games, and then I got I, I want to talk about that last game of the night. I'm pretty stoked for that one. It is hate week um, or... I've heard Michigan fans call it respect week, uh, something like that, because they want to give respect to Michigan State. Um, but let's jump into 330. Uh, this is one of the lowest spreads for uh, over-unders I've ever seen. And this is 31 and a half right now. This is Minnesota going to Iowa. And, man, I'd have a hard time arguing the over. And I'm not an expert. I'm not, again, I don't bet. Don't trust me to bet. But I don't, I don't know if I choose any of these offenses. So um, I'm going to do something here that we said we would never do on this podcast. I'm going to use the F word when describing this Iowa offense. Uh, Josh, this Iowa offense just leaves me flabbergasted. Um, <laughs> I was a little worried for a minute. Uh, what did they have last week? Like 39 pass yards versus Wisconsin in that win. Um, right now, Deacon Hill isn't a, a much better option at quarterback than you or I, Josh. Uh, this sounds harsh, but he might be the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my life. He's making Spencer Petrus look like Peyton Manning. Uh, not to pile on, but he, he's completing 38% of his passes. He's 27 for 70. He's only averaging four yards per completion. Uh, but even with that, they're still going to win the West probably, which is wild. Uh, and I reminded you earlier, I'm going to remind you again, they were my preseason pick uh, to win the West. Uh, 31 and a half. I, I hope you keep bringing that up because I don't know it's a sure bet that they're winning the West. Um, 31 and a half point over like you said i'm looking at it now that is insane for a college football game um i'll keep this short uh, you have minnesota coming off a bye uh, they've had extra time to prepare uh, and they've been tested so far this season right uh, they've had some tougher games versus north carolina versus michigan uh, pj fleck has been good when he's had an extra week to prepare and i don't think any of that will matter because this iowa defense is just so damn good um you know i love mock dress right uh cooper DeGene. Uh, has played himself into a ton of these first-round mocks. He's been fantastic all season, maybe the best all-around corner in the conference right now. And in a conference full of really great defenses, we just talked about two of them with Penn State and Ohio State, 
This Iowa defense is an elite defensive unit. Uh, they're the sole reason right now why this team is winning football games. Uh, and, and look at their remaining schedule, right? All winnable games. Minnesota this week. Then they have Northwestern, Rutgers, Illinois, and Nebraska. I'm sure there's people that don't want to hear this, but right now this team is going to finish at 11-1 and and might be close to that top 10 going into the Big Ten championship game. Um, like I, I think this They're is gonna be a board eleven and one. Eleven and one. Eleven and one. They're gonna lose a football game. They have no business losing. I'm just gonna tell you that much. At least one. Look, this is gonna be a boring football game. Handoff, handoff, handoff. Iowa should dominate both lines of scrimmage. What are your thoughts, Josh? Uh, you know, I I like the running game. You know, I'm a huge fan of of teams running the football. Uh, but this is gonna be a boring football game. I, I, you know, I love a good defensive football game. I love a great defense. I, I like that old school pound the rock, play great defense. I don't, I don't hate what Iowa does. I don't like bad offense. Like I want to see a good defense, right? And and I think the issue that we're seeing is we see bad offenses here. Iowa, you just, I mean, you said it way worse than I would ever say about Iowa's offense. And then I Minnesota's offense is also like not. They're not good. I'm just. I'm gonna call a spade a spade. They're not good. Um, this is. This will be uh, a, a tough game to watch. But you're probably right. I was sitting here. They. I just looked at their schedule again. I still can't believe. Uh, they have Minnesota, Northwestern, Rutgers, Illinois, Nebraska. That is. That is something. Those are all games they should win. Like those are all games that their defense and running game should allow them to win. I see two losses on there, but I'll discuss that later because I don't want to give away my pick. Um, we have a we have a couple more three thirty games. We have Wisconsin going to Champaign, playing Illinois. Wisconsin is currently a two and a half point favorite there without Tanner Mordecai. Uh, of course, they still have Braylon Allen. This offense though uh, does not look great. Uh, yeah, offense hasn't been great. I'm looking for a Wisconsin rebound this week though. Bad loss for Iowa. Um, they got Illinois here, who's probably the worst team in the Big Ten right now. Uh, I'd, I'd even take Northwestern over them. Uh, I, I understand Are that they the worst though. I don't know. They're winning football yeah, games I, somehow, and I'm just they just beat they, Maryland. They shocked Maryland. It's not right? a bad they were football a two, team. Two touchdown underdog. Uh, Luke Altmaier had maybe his best game of the season, but I, I just don't see that repeating itself here. I mean, let's not forget how bad Illinois has looked up to this point. Um, Wisconsin, it will get a little tougher offensively. We talked about it. Tanner Mordecai is out with a broken hand. He hasn't really been great passing the ball, but he's been really good on the ground for them. I mean, they use a lot of those design QB runs. He's just behind Allen with four rushing touchdowns. Uh, There's going to be a lot on Braylon Allen's shoulders now, obviously. I mean, he's going to have to carry this team down the stretch. Um, I don't really trust either of these teams right now, but I just feel like Wisconsin has too much talent to not go into this game and, and, and dominate this Illinois team. Um I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I do think Wisconsin's more talented. I don't really know how Illinois won last week against Maryland. Like, I still watching the game, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but they did. And and I guess that's what Maryland's been doing, right, for the last few years, just having some baffling losses, even though they compete in some big games. Um, you know, I, I, I this is a tough game. It's Neither of these teams are, are really impressing. I think underwhelming years, if you're fans of either, either of these teams, but the game should be pretty tight. And I, again, I think it's going to be more defense than it is offense. Again, probably two bad offenses. I will say, I love watching Braylon Allen. He is a man amongst amongst children. He is a fun player to watch. Yeah, he's been a blast. It's just it's just a bummer what's happened to this Wisconsin offense, right? Mordecai getting hurt, Chaz Malusha getting hurt. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with your Braylon Allen take. He, he's a lot of fun to watch. He is. Well, we got one more 330 game. What I would like to do is we'll go through this game, then we're gonna take a short break. We gotta talk about the big one, and then we'll go through our picks. And I say the big one, the big one that's left on the on the board. But let's not forget Penn State Ohio, and Ohio State are the, is the big game this week. Northwestern Nebraska. I know this is the one you're pumped for at three thirty. Um, what are you thinking from these two? Yeah, teams? can't wait for this one. Um, like I'm assuming you're okay if we're uh, quick with this one. Uh, neither of these teams has impressed me all that much this season. Uh, it's cool that Northwestern got three wins. Credit to them. Uh, no one really expected a whole lot out of them this year. Uh, Nebraska three wins as well, but I mean, they have a little easier of, of a schedule going forward. I, 
I think maybe Nebraska can get those six wins on on the season. Uh, maybe they're playing in a bowl game later this year, and, and I think that would be a success for Matt Rule in his first year, right? Um, I think as he gets his guys into the system, uh, they'll start to look better year after year. Um, they still have Purdue and Michigan State left on their schedule as far as winnable games go. Uh, but maybe Northwestern pulls another upset here, right? They, they've already beat Minnesota. They played a really good first half against Penn State. Uh, we're we're going to find out. This Northwestern team is better than people think. It, it's kind of crazy. They're playing decent football. I wouldn't say good. I'm not going to say great. Playing decent football. They beat Howard. They beat Minnesota. They beat Utah. Utah is it UTEP? UTEP? I'll never get it right. Um, and you're right. Penn State, they didn't play bad against. And Duke, it wasn't like it was a complete blowout. Um I'm impressed by this team. I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for them to win some of these football games, win the West somehow, stumble into it, and and you never know. When you get into one game, all it takes is a couple couple bad plays from the other team, and you could win a football game. They're not winning the West, but I will say this. I will never root against a team <laughs> that plays with as much heart as Northwestern is playing with right now. So, um, Love it. Yeah, I, I'm pulling for them now. I wasn't to start the year, but uh, I'm pulling for them now. Well, Mar, let's take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the game that a lot of people up north in Michigan are just not going to be happy with each other about. It is a is it a hate-filled game after last year and the year prior, just the, just the last few years. It has been madness. And then we're going to take our picks. And I'm excited to hear what you have to say about Penn State, Ohio State, because I want to take the opposite. I'm pretty sure. I'm not really sure, but we'll see. Let's take a short break, and we'll come back. We are back. We got one more football game. And Mario, I don't know if you remember last year, there was just craziness around this football game, right? Two years ago, uh, Michigan State upsets Michigan with Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, dessert, he gets Mel Tucker, this big old payday. And, you know, obviously, if you remember that year, Michigan State went and got unloaded on by Ohio State, just demolished from the, the get-go. Uh, and Michigan, if I'm not mistaken, ends up going and winning the the East, right? Like it was kind of a crazy, uh, a crazy year. Michigan goes to the playoff, plays Georgia. Anything that happens against Georgia is just ugly because Georgia's an amazing football team. Last year, Michigan plays Ohio or plays Michigan State. It's not really that tight of a game. That you know the the tunnel incident, all alleged things that happened with. You know, the video of people throwing helmets at each other and, and the fights, the scrums. And this year, we've decided, all right, you know what? It's There's just madness going on between this rivalry. People don't love each other in Michigan uh, when it comes to this rivalry. So you know what? We're going to go ahead and we're going to introduce alcohol into the stadium and we're going to make it a night game and we're going to have Michigan go to Michigan State, go to East Lansing in a game that Michigan has everything to lose Michigan State has literally nothing to lose, and we're going to put a little bit of alcohol in the fire, and we're going to see what happens. This is going to be fun. Yeah, great call. Great call uh, by everyone involved. Um, yeah, I agree, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, look, just quickly, before we get into this game, before I get into my my take on this, I, I want to cover J.J. McCarthy's numbers real quick on the year because he's been outstanding. So through seven games so far, over 1,500 pass yards, currently fifth in the Big Ten, 14 passing touchdowns, second in the Big Ten, a 78% completion percentage, first in the Big Ten, 195.9 efficiency rating, first in the Big Ten, uh, and his team's 7-0, and and you mentioned it earlier, he's, what, second in the Heisman race. Uh, he's balling out right now. Um, Back to this game. We, we obviously know what happened last year. You recapped it there. Uh, really ugly incident at the end of that game, uh, allegedly. Um, hopefully that doesn't repeat itself here this year. Um, I, I joked last week about J.J., to get back to J.J. real quick, that he'd be leaving for the NFL after the season. I don't know, man. I, I think it depends how this season plays out. He seems like uh, the kind of guy that... He wants to win it all, and he's playing like that right now, right? He's running this offense perfectly. He's smart. He's accurate. He's got big play capabilities, and he's given this team a chance to come away with points on literally every possession. Um, right now, not just because this is a Big Ten podcast, but because of what I've watched all season up to this point, Michigan is the best team in the country right now, hands down. Um, last season, even though they're at number two for nearly – you know, the entire year, you couldn't really say that they, they were the best team, not with how good Georgia looked. Uh, and you always had that threat of Alabama and, and, and you really weren't sure what would happen at the end of the, end of the year with Ohio State and CJ Stroud. But 
this season, Josh, I, I think they're clearly the number one team. Uh, they're the team to beat. Uh, as, as far as this game goes, I, I think Harbaugh wants to make a statement here, especially after what went down after the game last season. I don't think he'll hesitate to run the score up. Uh, look, right now they're obliterating their opponents, 52-7, 52-10, 45-7, just in their last three games. Uh, they don't mind running the score up, uh, and, and they don't have a look ahead either. They have a bye next week and then Purdue. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how Hauser looks at quarterback for Michigan State. Like we mentioned earlier, they, they finally made the change from Noah Kim. Uh, fortunately, he's going up against maybe the best defense in college football right now. Uh, Michigan hasn't given up more than 10 points in, in any game this season. Uh, Spartans can't go down early to Michigan. That's a recipe for disaster. I think this one has the potential to get ugly. Uh, hopefully it stays on the field this time. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, man. I I don't know. I don't know what to make of this game. I don't know that. I don't think Michigan has the best defense in the country, in my opinion. I do think they're the best football team in the country. I think that offense People don't see them put up 100 points, but man, they are efficient. They're sitting there holding the ball for six minutes and scoring six points. Like the the D and they they wear you down, man. The defense comes out. They've got a bunch of fast guys. They they have the probably maybe some of the best depth in the country on defense. They're not as strong. I don't think they're as strong on defense. I think there's some opportunity at, at the cornerback position outside of Will Johnson. Uh, I think there's some opportunity at linebacker a little bit. Um, they have a. a Really good linebacker that I think, uh, Junior Colson, who's super, he's a fast and, and athletic linebacker, but if you watch, he tends to he tends to run in the wrong direction at times. Like He's just not in the right play. And I think those little things matter when you, you talk about the best defense in football, um, but the offense makes up for some of that. The offense is really, really good. Um, I do worry about the tackle spot a little bit for Michigan, but you know you're looking at some of the the minor details as you're trying to compare them against Washington, against Ohio State, against um, against Georgia, all the big dogs out there. I will say, Michigan is the best team in the country, in my opinion, right now. Throw it out the door. It means nothing going into a rivalry game like this. Just like Michigan, Ohio State, just like every big rivalry, Texas, Oklahoma. Throw it out the door because it's all hands on deck. And and I think you're going to see some craziness, some madness at 730 at night. I think, yes, Mich- Jim Harbaugh, has a, he's going to want to run up the score. But you know what he's going to want more? He's going to want to protect his guys. And when you have a team that has nothing to lose, if you go up three scores against Michigan State, like there's just hate in this game. There's legitimate hate after last year. I, I think you just play it cautiously. You win the game. You get out. You call it a day. The most important thing that you can do if you're Michigan, win this football game, be healthy up against Penn State. That's what you need to do. Um, And there's some voodoo. So I don't know. This is 24-point spread has me looking at it like, uh, I'm not so sure. This is going to be a tighter football game than people think. I I agree with everything you just said. I do know. I think yeah? Do I think Jim Harbaugh is going to want to run up the score? Sure, uh, but like you said, they're going to want to keep other guys healthy, right? They have a, a hellacious three-game stretch to end of the year, right? Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State. So, uh, yeah, they're going to want to keep everyone healthy, get out of this game unscathed. And you know, when I see a, a score run up. I could see like next year, and I'm just predicting the future. Michigan rebuilding year. JJ goes to the NFL. Maybe he does. Doesn't you played? You've already played Texas. You've already played. You know, like Oregon, you've already played Washington. You've already played all these ridiculously good teams because their schedule is insane next year. Well, you know what? It's a year later. Your team maybe has a loss already. You say, forget it. Now I'm going to unload on Michigan State. Now I'm going to, they have a new coach. I'm going to make them feel that pain. Whereas this year's like, put your guys in a bubble and win the football game. And I think that's kind of where they're at. You talked about them not really showing a lot and they haven't they they're just running the ball like not any like really exotic concepts for the most part they built off of it a little bit um they're not doing a whole lot and i think they're kind of gonna try and keep it that same way for this game it's rowdy it's 7 30 at night but it is a must watch tv in my opinion completely agree can't wait well, Mar, why don't we uh, why don't we go through our picks, man? We've got now. I want to know what you're hearing. We got that big game at noon. We've got some games in here that I think can go a few different ways. I want to see what you're thinking because this is where the smack talk kind of begins for us. 
This was a tough week for picks. Let's get into it. Let's do it, man. We have our first game of the week. It is the best game of college football so far, in my opinion, through eight weeks. And we're just getting started. Penn State goes to the shoe to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. Who you got? This is going to be a great game. Um, I, I got to stick with my preseason pick. I got Penn State on the road in the shoe. Wow, I didn't expect you to say that. I really did not. And I tell you what, man. Games won in the trenches. You haven't sold me yet, Ohio State. You had not run the football. You struggled way too often to do that. They're a tough football team. I'm not taking that away from Ryan Day. I just think they're not ready. Penn State's defense is that good. It's lower scoring than people think. Penn State wins this football game. I'm very curious to see the matchup of Kalen King and Marvin Harrison Jr. That, that's going to be a heck of a matchup. Man, I don't care if you're Kalen King. I don't care if it's Jalen Ramsey out there. Just double Marvin Harrison Jr. That's all I can say. The guy's a stud. He is every bit of as special as his father was. Um, Rutgers at Indiana. Who you got? I have Rutgers here. I, I think they're going to run the ball, control the clock, and uh, get the win. Man, I'm, I'm a believer in Rutgers, but I, I do think Indiana is going to put up a fight. I think Indiana is getting better. I think the change in offense is important. However, I just I, I want to stick with Rutgers, man. I like Rutgers. I'm a fan of the team. Let's go with Rutgers. Minnesota at Iowa. I got Iowa. I, I think they continue to roll, uh, and I think that defense controls this game. What did you say about P.J. Fleck in bye weeks earlier? He's always been good coming off a of bye week, getting that extra week to prepare. Minnesota he's, he's wins. A, a good track record. Minnesota wins. Yeah, I think I was overdue. Look, this team is not a bad football team defensively. They're very good. But they they just tend to drop some of these games they have no business dropping. This is going to be one. I think they get caught off guard. The lack of weapons on offense affects them. Minnesota wins in a clunker of a football game. We'll see. Wisconsin at Illinois. And if Iowa loses, that makes the West so much more convoluted. Uh, this this is going to be a tough game, but I have Wisconsin uh, for the win here. This is a tough one. I don't know. I, I think this team is going to continue to get better with uh, with Luke Fickle. I think it, it's it stinks to lose Tanner Mordecai. They're going to win this football game, though, and, and Illinois is going to get back with kind of where they've been all year. Wisconsin wins. Northwestern at Nebraska. This was a tough one, uh, but I have no, uh, Nebraska going over Ooh, Northwestern. You with someone else here. Northwestern is playing good football. I just said that earlier. Okay, good enough football. They're not playing bad. They're really not. I'm impressed by this team, and I'm rooting for them to win the West. With that being said, Nebraska wins. All right, Michigan at Michigan State, 7:30 NBC. Hate week for them. Who you got? I know it's a rivalry game, and we just recapped that it, anything can happen uh, in these types of games, but I think Michigan's going to dominate, and I think they win big here. Wow. I don't agree with you by any means. This is what I'm going to tell you is going to happen. Michigan State takes a 14-point lead to start this game. Michigan struggles offensively. Defensively, it takes a quarter for them to figure out what's getting thrown at them. Michigan settles down. It's at night. There's a lot of anger. They're they're running around. Michigan State stays disciplined. Michigan goes in the half down 14 to 7. Michigan State wins not by 24. I'm sorry. Michigan wins not by 24 points, but Michigan fans panic. Michigan fans freak out. The media says, "Oh, Michigan's not as good as we thought." And they just don't realize that this game just has some voodoo in it. There's throw the records out, throw everything out. Michigan State keeps it closer. Michigan does not try to run it up. Michigan just tries to get out safely and get home to play Penn State in a, in a few weeks. Regardless of what happens this week with all these games, this is going to be a fun week of college football. I know we only got six big-time games, but this is a good week, man. This is a good, this week. A good week. At noon, you have Ohio State and Penn State. You get to go watch. If you are that type of person that is into – what Iowa puts out on offense, and I consider myself to be that person, you get them at 3.30. And then 7.30, you got Michigan, Michigan State. I couldn't be more excited. And don't forget, you got like some good 3.30 games. Washington State, Oregon, Tennessee, Alabama. Like These are games that you can put on that actually have offenses that you can put on if you're trying to get that, if you need that. But turn on that, that Minnesota-Iowa game. That is going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. And then one other thing I just want to share. We've got two other games at night. Duke 
going to um, to Tallahassee to play Florida State. Those are two ranked teams. And you've got Utah and USC, and I share that because Utah's defense is very good. And what did we just talk about with Caleb Williams? He struggles against good defenses, and I think that's going to be worth watching at night as well. There's some good football. This is a top-tier weekend if you're a fan of college football. I'll be keeping my eye on that. The The, the bummer with Duke is I believe their quarterback's done for, for a little while, so uh, looking for Florida State to kind of win that one easily. And I... It, I still, not taking shots at Florida State, I still don't understand how they're getting first place votes. How are they getting votes over Georgia, over Michigan, over Ohio State, over Oklahoma? How is somebody giving Florida State first place votes? Can somebody go ahead and look at who's voting the AP poll? And can we like streamline it and and maybe look at, if, if have you ever seen the reporting that shows or the data that shows, it, it shows every single person their votes and where they had put people like teams land? No, no, I haven't. Dude, it's so good. I, I should send it to you. But you can see some of these people. And I and I use it an example. Like Some had like USC still really highly ranked. Some didn't even have them in the top 25. They're a top 25 football team. But the, you know, you're not going to put them off of that. I've seen some where it's like, I, it's a mind-blowing. Like I saw, all right, uh, Oregon and uh, Washington, all these, like all the teams that have good resumes, as two, three, four, but then Georgia at one and Michigan's at like eight or something or seven. Like there's just, I, I don't know if they just like throw the, the darts at a dartboard and say they're number one, but I don't, I don't understand it. I think they should probably do some auditing of these people. I was watching, uh, I, I don't know what this show is on ESPN, college football tonight or whatever, but uh, Joey Galloway uh, had uh, Michigan at number f- five or six. Which he, Joey Galloway also does not like Michigan at all. He also, yeah, he played at Ohio he, State. I get it, but I, I don't. You know, I'm, I'm always against bias on TV like that. Like something I love about, uh, you know, like Desmond Howard does that. Like, all right, you know, we don't, we don't need to hear all that. Like Charles Woodson, kind of the same way. Kirk Herbstreit does it perfectly. He, you know, he loves Ohio State, but he's not like telling you Ohio State's the best in the world when he, they're not, right? Whereas, you know, it's, it's, I, I actually enjoy Desmond Howard, but I do think he's like, he's a little over the top sometimes. It'd be like Michigan could be 0 and 11 or 0 and 10 going up against Ohio State. It's like, I got Michigan. Like, all right. It, it, we know it's not going to happen, but he's got that bias. Yeah, he's loyal to a fault. No, but that's why Herbstreit's the best right now. He's the best in the business. So he is. He is. Well, hey, Mar, why don't we, uh, why don't we wrap it up? Thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us. Um, if you enjoy our podcast, subscribe on Spotify or whatever platform you use. Uh, you can follow us on X or Twitter at BTR Show Pod. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you guys next time.